money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. What's up, everyone? This is week seven of the Backdoor Cover Podcast, IB Sports Gambling Podcast, with me, Keith Fleming, your host, and the gambling guru, who is still in a what, – what percentage are you at now, Alan, in the uh, Super Contest? So in the Super Contest, I'm at 73, um, but in the um, – like overall, uh, I ventured out last week. And made some bets outside the super contest, so I'm 75 um, overall. That is smoking hot. So uh, still not good enough for top 50. Just put. Well, yeah, out. of course not, dude. Like <laughs> it's, it's against it's, like a million people. So yeah, it's early. If I and if these I, are the best gamblers in the world. Yeah, and if I could ideally, uh, and I don't know if they're the best on. Well, you're right. They just got mine. Yeah, I know. Which next year when I'm in the super contest in Vegas for sure. But if I can maintain. 67%, I'll probably have a shot to win it outright because uh, that's been typically what I've seen on most super contests when people win. The highest I've seen is 69%, but it's typically around 63 to 67, somewhere in between. Well, just don't forget your boy. Uh, yeah, when you get there. Hell no, uh, man. When I buy my house, we're going to book you on there. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we start, remind everyone to uh, subscribe to the IB Sports Podcast Network. You can get great stuff like Alan and RC with the You Got a Minute Fam Pod. Uh, good stuff, I guess, not great stuff of you and Joe doing weekly recaps <laughs> with Joe's brain. Matt. Actually, actually, the weekly recaps have moved to um, the 730 to 830 slot live in the group. So you would have to join the group to watch it on Sundays uh, right after the game. Nice. Y'all are are prime time. Man. Y'all are putting Joe at prime time like that? That's a little dangerous there, Alan. Well, you know, John's winning. I I can't say anything. He's got his calculator (laughs) and, you know, his books he's studying. Uh, So let's get right into week seven. We both actually had pretty good weeks last week uh, with our picks in the podcast. I think you went one game over 500. I went one game under 500, which, again, when you're picking every game on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, that's pretty good. Uh, This week, Thursday night. God, these Thursday night games really suck. Uh, You got New Orleans at Arizona. Arizona giving one and a half. The Saints lost a heartbreaker to Cincinnati last week, 30 to 26. The Cardinals proved they are officially trash, losing 19 to 9 to the Seahawks. I don't know. Just give me the Saints in the first half. The Cardinals have yet to lead uh, at the end of the first half. I'm assuming you should get some points even with the Saints uh, having a first half lead. That's my bet from this pick. Um, the Lions moved up to one and uh, to two and a half. Uh, I think part of that is the news that the Saints are going to be without um, without uh, I'm drawing a drawing a um, blank on the corner. Oh, uh, beat up by Evans. I know who you're talking about <laughs> Lattimore. They're going to be without their their starting corner. Lattimore. Yeah, Lattimore. I don't know why I drew, but I, I always you know I jokingly call him Finnegan offline, so I was about to call him Finnegan again because that's what he reminds me. He's such a pest. But uh, so they are going to be without Lattimore, without Landry, and without Thomas, I believe, which is on par. I think Olave said that he was coming back. He is. um, DeAndre Hopkins is returning this week. 
Um, good for sure Kyler. If he's going to be in game shape or what's going to happen. But, yeah, that's good for Kyler. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has talked about or openly said that he would not mind relieving himself of play calling duties, which I think is great. Be a good um, idea. But <laughs> we got a short week. We still have a limited New Orleans offense, um, a defense that's really like that front rush isn't that young. Um, and they've put a lot of minutes on the field because they have a lot of stalled drives. And I don't think Kamara uh, is good enough to, to help carry the load without this receiving core. I like the short week Cardinals to cover. Yeah, actually, if I had to make a pick on the game, that would be it. Cardinals to cover. But I am serious. Actually, that I take the Saints I in the first put, half. The Cardinals have yet to have the lead going into half. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and Kyler is great at coming. He's got a little Russell Wilson in him. Russell from the Seahawks where he just comes Bronco back. Bronco up. Yeah. <laughs> but I put two <laughs> units on the Cardinals. So I just wanted to, like, kind of put this out there. Um and it's, it's not bragging, but just to kind of give people an idea of how I operate during the season. So my friend wanted me to make picks for him. So I was like, all right, let's um, – I said, give me $200, and what I'll do is I'll evenly break it into units. So um, I go by my super contest pick. If I got $200, it's $40 a game, right, um, on my super contest pick. So that's what I did last week. I put $40 a game, and I was up two units. And then I took one of those units and flipped it to um, to the Broncos to cover. So I ended up up three units. And then I took that pack, which was at this point 320, and I split it evenly between five games. Now, I had the Giants, Broncos – oh, no, the Giants and Jets early money line picks. And I took my money back from the, from the, uh, from the Giants pick, and I put it two units – on the Cardinals. So I put like uh, almost a hundred dollars on the Cardinals to win money line. So I'm invested this week. Just wanted to put that out there. I like it. 1 PM game, the Falcons coming off dominating. And I mean, dominating the San Francisco 49ers last week in Atlanta, 28, 14 are at Cincy who again, broke New Orleans heart with a late touchdown winning 30, 26 Cincinnati is six point favorites. The Falcons are 6-0 and against the spread. I don't see any way they win this game. Uh, A.J. Terrell may be out. The Falcons have been so bad against the pass this year. But six points, man, they've been competitive in every game. If you're asking me, I- I'm going to have to take the points again. Uh, I think that's too many for them. I don't think the Bengals are that much better uh, than the Falcons uh, because I don't think they can run out the clock. Give me the Falcons to cover. Yeah, it's an interesting game um, that I really want to um, to take the Bengals, but I have privately and also on the uh, recap show complained about Zach Taylor and his lack of of um, understanding of the weapons that he has on offense. Creativity. Where they they yeah they yeah they literally made games a lot harder than they should be. I don't think they should be a, a six and a half, seven point favorite over anybody right now, let alone a team that has covered in every single game. Um, you always worry about the Falcons, like coming back to where you think they should be as a team because the expectations were pretty low. But as it stands right now, uh, I think six and a half is is too high too. I would 
buy it up to seven, even if you want to get frisky, seven. tease it on the Falcon oh, okay. side. Um, which, because I don't anticipate a blowout, um, that would be another way to go as well. I like now, that. I will say I teased I teased the Bengals down to half a point because I oh, expect yeah. them to win. No, they're gonna win. I, yeah. I, I, I last week I thought there was a, like a small chance they could beat the Niners because your defense being so banged up. Yeah. I just, especially again, we got all kinds of injuries in the secondary. Uh, our best. You know, arguably our best player may not play in AJ Terrell, and the Bengals can throw the ball, so that's going to be an issue. The the thing, something I think is lost on the Falcons, their rookies have been really good this year and have already played big time minutes, and that is something that a lot of times, right, you hit five six guys can kind of make Vegas or people think they're worse than they are. Uh, and I just think Arthur Smith's a good coach. The fact that we've won ten games in the last two seasons with our roster is kind of mind-boggling because uh, top to bottom, there's not a ton of talent on this team. Yeah. But, hey, it doesn't matter how much talent you have if you don't know how to utilize it. And we That's see true. that, unfortunately, on a weekly basis in primetime with the Broncos. I mean, what was Mariota last week? 11 or 12 for like 120 yards. And yeah. it was unstoppable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just moving ball five yards at a time. Uh, the Lions coming off a bye are at Dallas, who lost 26-17 to Philly. This is all about Dak, who looks like he will be back for this game. Dallas is giving seven. Man, I was so close to taking the Lions here because it's a number, but, boy, the Lions are bad. Like, their defense is so bad, and the Cowboys have a legit defense that is good that I just – Maybe there's, you know, chance of a backdoor cover, but I don't think so. I think Dallas is going to want to get right. I think they're going to, you know, want to get Dak back into a groove. And, again, Detroit, 31st in the league versus the run. I said on the DFS podcast, whether it be Pollard, Zeke, you can't go wrong. Uh, They've given up, I think it's 370 yards in their last three games on the ground. So give me the Cowboys. I'll, I'll give the points. Dak's returning. Definitely a big boost for the Cowboys. Um, do I have them in my contest? I want to say I, I do, but that was a game that I wasn't 100%. Yeah, I do have them in my contest. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to leave there um, because the lines are bad. This is more of a trend play. Teams that come out of the bye week, um, especially bad teams that come out of the bye week, and they go all on the road. I believe the percentages of like against the spread have been pretty high, like in the low 60s or high 50 percent. And um, I expect some rust from Dak. Uh, and I I think the Lions defense, you know, it gives up a lot of points. What we've seen in the past with this Cowboys team, even when the defense has been good, obviously never been this good. But in the past, they have shown themselves to get into shootouts with lesser opponents. Um, like, like I think a couple years ago with the Falcons, that game comes to mind. Hey, like it was, like, it was like yeah, it was like forty nine, forty seven. I know why you gotta pull out the Falcons. I'm just saying, like it just it just that comes to mind, and and there's other spots around, but I think the Lions could because it's a spot for them to kind of get right offensively because they didn't score against the Patriots really, and then they get the bye week, so um, it it's one of those things where I'm trying to convince myself that just play the numbers, the percentages, but I'll probably end up backing out, especially if it doesn't go higher than seven. So you like the boys? I like the boys. I I have a lean to the boys. This is another game that I tease down. 
Uh, so I teased the Cowboys and um, and I, there it's a four four team teaser. But right now, Cowboys. Do you think and, it's as simple as do you think that the Lions can score like 24 to 27 points against the Cowboys? Because they've given up 27 or more in every game this year and averaging like almost 34 per game. Um, a part of me wants to say yes, but it just depends on how healthy they are, too, because. They they, had, they're supposed it, to have St. Brown back, Swift. Yeah. Like that is the one thing. Is all the guys yeah. are supposed if, to be if all their guys, If all their guys are back, I think they can score enough. I also think that the Cowboys' offense is, is out of sync enough that it, it's something that if the Lions don't turn the ball over, like if they don't throw interceptions, which Jared Goff has been known to do from time to time, if they don't hurt themselves, they can cover this number. All right, the Indy Colts, who are somehow – in the battle for this division with the Titans. They're coming off their 34-27 win at the Jags. Titans are coming off their bye. The Titans are giving two and a half. Give me the Colts. I think the Titans are not very good. I think they caught Indy earlier this year when they had not kind of figured everything out offensively. They've been a lot better the last couple of weeks. The Titans are dreadful against the passing game, Matt Ryan uh, threw for almost 400 yards last week, three touchdowns. In the first matchup against the Titans, he threw for 350 yards and two touchdowns. I think the emergence of Alec Pierce. Uh, and they might get Jonathan Taylor back, which obviously that would be a good thing. And the big thing is the Colts can stop the run. It's what they're good at. I know Henry had a decent game against them last time they played, but I do think, again, they will be able to slow down Henry, and I just don't trust Tannehill. Give me the Colts. Uh, and I'll take the points. Um, revenge game, always a decent angle in um, the NFL. Uh, if I were to take out the Lions, I would probably replace them with the Colts. I am taking the Colts to uh, cover here. Maybe like a two and a half, honestly, outright win. We probably yeah, money, be I like that too. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> boy, you want to talk about an ugly matchup. The Green Bay Packers, who I've been trying to sell people on this podcast for four weeks, are garbage. Well, lost. I, I um, faded them last week. I know you did. I'm just saying that there's probably people out there that weren't listening to me when I've oh, been yeah. saying since week two. They suck. Uh, you, were, you were early on it. Uh, the Packers lost to the Jets last week despite Zach Wilson only throwing for 124 yards. They're playing the Washington Communists, who are coming off their big victory over the Chicago Bears. Green Bay is giving five and a half, and man, like, I just can't bet on Tyler Heineke. I I wanted to take against the Packers again, and I'm going to go and say I would not be shocked if somehow Washington wins this game. I think Green Bay is legit that bad. They cannot stop the run. The last couple of weeks, Barkley and Hall have ran all over them despite Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson throwing for like a combined 260 yards uh, passing. So it's not like Heineke's got to be great. I just think he turns it over. Maybe there's a pick six or something, and that's why if I have to take a pick, I'll take Green Bay, give the points. Man, Packers are so dysfunctional right now. If mm-hmm. we could say no bet, I would say no bet. Yep. But I'm going to take my points with the Commanders. I like it. Uh, I wish I'd had the balls to do it. I almost was going to do money line because I just, man, Green Bay is a mess. Rogers' body language and stuff is bad, man. Heineke might be a, Heineke might be a boost for these dudes. Like, they, that's they fair. Like, uh, like, 
weird. He's he's a good option for DFS this week. I keep telling people five grand. That was uh, so funny though, man. I don't understand how he doesn't have more interceptions. It's such a long release in the ball. Some people get lucky, deep. man. Yeah, like well, it's such a it's such to me it's such an awkward throw that I think it's hard to time if you're a defender. Right. You the ball coming on a certain line. No, that makes sense. And that has like a little lob to it. It's weird. All right, this next game, you want to talk about some teams that are just struggling. The Bucks, who are coming off, I mean, the most shocking loss to me of the season. Like, there's been some crazy ones. I cannot believe they lost to Pittsburgh, not just with the rookie starter, Kenny Pickett. They knocked him out, and Mitch Trubisky worked that Bucks defense in the second half. He was getting third down and 10s, third down 15s. He was running. He was passing. They're at Carolina, who lost to the Rams 24-10. Carolina is in full fire cell mode. They've already traded Robbie Anderson. Rumors of CMC, who was just signed. Part of that contract was to eventually trade him. Tampa Bay is giving 11. This is another game that I would tell people to stay the hell away from. But if I had to, I would think Tampa Bay gets everything right. This has kind of been their motto with Brady since he's been there. Is they'll have like stretches where they look bad, and then all of a sudden they'll get things going. I guess I'd take the bucks and give the points, but I don't feel good about it. I wouldn't put any money on the uh, on the Panthers right now, uh, even with how bad the Bucks were. I mean, Brady was at a wedding on Friday and skipped practice on Saturday. So, <laughs> I mean, there That's you go. Insane, man. Yeah, every, not a good look when you're screaming at your team when it's like, dude, you weren't even here this week. That's what right? I said. I was like, I would have definitely been like, yo, you can get out my face. <laughs> Where were you Friday and Saturday? But exactly, the focus matters. He's still good enough to beat bad teams in that division. Um, they should be fine here. I, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the, um, I wouldn't take the Panthers if I if I had a choice. But I'll <laughs> I'll just lay it with the Buccaneers, man. The Panthers just suck. Is Walker Walker playing or Baker playing? That's uh, Walker. Yeah, Walker. I don't think he. I don't think he can cover eleven here. Yeah, I thought last week was a week. Even with the defensive touchdown, they couldn't. So, yeah. uh, the the New York. Football Joe Matzes, the Giants, off another upset win over the Ravens are at Jacksonville, who lost 34-27. Jags are giving three. I think the Giants are the best coached team in football that is not, you know, your normal top-of-the-league class like the Bills, Chiefs, uh, Eagles. I'm going to take them against the Jags, uh, like the Giants, to cover. Or, excuse me, uh, win outright. I like the money line here. So, um, Fesnick, uh, Steve Fesnick on, uh, the Ross Tucker podcast, he's a real smart guy. He's, he's definitely Joe Matt's, like, <laughs> but, um, he made a, he made a, like, he's a professional gambler, but he made a, a statement that I thought was kind of true, even when I was looking at this game. Like, look at the Jags and what they've done the last couple weeks, and look at the Giants and what they've done the last couple weeks. And then look at this line, and what does that say? It says that Vegas doesn't think that the Giants are that good, um, it's, that they expect regression, basically, um, in the in the form of they are now setting you up with a pick'em, essentially, because you're afforded three points as the home team and the road team. Like three points is the cut line. So right now they're saying that the Jags are and the uh, Giants are basically on the same terms. But we know that not to be true because home field is an advantage of some sort. Um, 
So with that been to a Jacksonville game, I'd argue there. It's I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, but like they're like when Vegas when Vegas throws up a red flag that they expect regression, I get a little nervous. So right at at three, I'll I'll lay it with the Jags uh, here. Just like it was a situational spot. Yeah, I'm not betting it actually. But you would do the like money line though, right? If you're gonna take the Giants, you might as well just yeah. Do if I'm gonna take the Giants, I'm gonna take money line because yeah. as we've seen in the last what has it been the last two or three weeks that they've just yeah. found a way to fucking win. Five and one, it's crazy. Yeah. And then the Jacks have found a way to beat themselves too. Yep. But I think sometimes Vegas plays on that that like living in the moment thing where everybody's gonna rush to put to you know take their place right. with the Giants, thinking that oh the Jags have beat themselves. They're same old Jacksonville. But sometimes the wise guys and the sharps will look a little deeper and realize it's basically a trap line and just go ahead and, and get in front of it. So I would lay with the with the Jags here. Biggest concern, That's- honestly, as, as somebody just said, take the Giants is Travis Etienne. The Giants linebackers are bad. He's been really getting going. I could see him having a monster game uh, if allowed. He just has not had a ton of opportunities, but he's averaging like 10 yards a touch the last three weeks. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, who I was telling Alan this before we went on the air, have now given up 468 yards and six rushing touchdowns in their last three games. 468 yards and three or six rushing touchdowns. They lost to New England 38-15. The Ravens lost to the Giants, really, in just shocking fashion, 24-20. They were up 10 points with, like, I don't know, five, six minutes left. Baltimore is favored by six and a half. I, I can't bet on this Browns team right now. Uh, I know that the issue is, well, the Ravens don't really have a running back. Gus Edwards might be back, who honestly will help at this point. I said on the DFS podcast, I wouldn't even be shocked if Lamar Jackson ends up rushing for a ton of yardage and he would be a good play this week. But I mean, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm a stat nerd, especially for DFS. 468 yards and six touchdowns in three games. And for one of those halves, the Falcons didn't have Cordell Patterson. It was a rookie and a guy from the practice squad. And again, Ronnie Stevenson's really good, but no Damian Harris for the Pats. And Austin Eckler, who's a good running back, but he didn't normally have 175 yards rushing. Uh, I mean, this Browns D is trash right now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Um it's kind of upsetting because uh, <laughs> I, I thought they were going to be sneaky good. Yeah, I did too. Um, but man, um, they're—I think I said in the preseason they were built to stop Lamar. Like that was the idea of getting clowny and things like that. But as you pointed out, it's not working. On the other side, is there any team that you trust less to, to close out a game than no. the Ravens right no. now? Like so I'm saying, they need Jesus a running back Christ, so bad. Man. Like what is going on? Like it's it's almost comical. I off off. Well, I didn't even air, think have, about their losses. You're right. Yeah. The Bills, the Giants. Like yeah. off air, I've got so many like rants about the stupidity that is their game management. I don't know if it's if it's just bad luck or if it's John Harbaugh just overthinking things. Is they just can't close a game out. Like they literally cannot close the game. They even so, tried to blow the Bengals game, right? Like they yeah, even the ones yeah. they won, they've almost blown. Yeah, and and so I think I said on on here actually week one or week two that I was off of them, like because it's just too it's too nerve wracking. So I'm gonna take my points with the with the Browns. It's probably uh, the I mean, if we're, if we're just, yeah, if we're just picking the pick. Like I don't want to. I don't even want an imaginary heart attack with these Ravens. 
I'm with you. Uh, the other team from New York starts the four o'clock games, and I can't believe the Jets are four. I can't believe the Jets and Giants are fucking nine and three. Uh, they're coming off a 27-10 win at Green Bay. The Broncos lost to the Chargers 19-16. Denver is giving two points. Every instinct in my body is saying to take the Jets, but Denver's defense is really good, and I just do not trust Zach Wilson yet enough to win that game. And I know Russell's not playing great, but I trust Russell more than I do Zach Wilson. I'm only giving up two points, so I'm actually going to go with Denver, even though I really like the Jets. I think their defense is legit good. Brees Hall is a beast, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to just run the ball on defense this game against Denver. I don't even know if Russell's going to play. And if he is going to play, he's got a hamstring issue. He's got is a head true? issue. He's got a arm issue. Well, then I'm swapping. Listen, if he's not playing, give me the Jets. The, the, line, the, line, the line now is plus one with the Jets. Oh, give I me got the Jets. In plus, I got in plus three in on the money line on Tuesday morning Look before news even came out on uh, Russell's like hamstring. I've unfortunately been subject to watch the Broncos – too much this year, and Everybody I have seen has. it. Yeah, I know, and I have seen enough. So I will say this on air: things happen in the NFL. Things happen a lot in sports in general that you know just out of everybody's control. But if you are laying points with the Broncos right now, you are out your mind, absolutely out your mind. Uh, I wouldn't touch this with the hundred foot pole if if I had to lay points with Denver. I also added the Jets as my third team in my teaser. So I teased them up from, um, I think it was from plus two. So they're plus eight for me. Um, so I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the money line attempt. I'm happy with the plus three in my super contest. I was on it early. I, I think to your to your uh, statements on the Jets, I think you have to really, it's not even about Wilson. This team is playing with a lot of confidence. And this defense is really good. It's really good, man. Yeah, really good. Really good and really disruptive and getting turnovers. Special teams is getting turnovers. Like, that's a scary team. Any team that can they can turn those into immediate points should be feared. Uh, and so I'm not saying the Jets are great or good or, or, like, there's no definitive statement. But as they stand today, they are a much better team than the Broncos. And I fully expect them to come in here focused and uh, make light work of a team that just hasn't been able to get going. Uh, and and it is what it is. Like I said, I was on it early, would not lay points with the Broncos. And again, what we were talking about with draft class, there were Jets really had a good draft class. I mean, Brees Hall looks like a difference maker. Several good running backs in this class. You got Sauce, Jeremiah Johnson, uh, really good class that's making a difference. The Texans coming off their bye are at the Raiders, who are also off their bye. Vegas is giving seven. For me, this is the Raiders' get-right game. They need it. They've looked better on offense the last two weeks. And why is that? They've realized that we need to run our offense through Josh Jacobs, who has looked fantastic the last couple of weeks. He's gone over 150 yards in two straight. He's had 25-plus carries in two straight. And in the first three games, uh, I believe he only was averaging like 14 to 15 carries a game. They're doing more play action. Uh, and the Texans run defense dead last in the NFL. And I just talked about how Cleveland had given up 468 yards and six touchdowns the last three weeks. The Texans in five weeks still have a worse rush defense uh, in every category across the board. So 
I think the Raiders roll. And in case you haven't noticed for DFS, Josh Jacobs is my favorite play at 6,500 in DraftKings by a lot. Um, this is another weird game. Uh, what Davis Mills am I gonna get? Yo, I think he's he's got to be due for one of those games where he looks like he's halfway decent. Like he can win an NFL game here and here and there. So if I could get more than seven, I would take the Texans. A, a game that I probably should have teased down and just just added this to my teaser, but I just don't want any parts of the Raiders right now. I'm with you. I understand that. Uh, but again, I, I think they run it down their throat. And I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders are probably the best team in their win-loss situation in the NFL. I don't think they're that far away from the rest of those uh, good AFC West teams. The um, Seahawks coming off their win against Arizona at the Chargers, who defeated Denver in the latest primetime crap fest that Denver's been involved in. Six and a half for the Chargers. I got to take the Seahawks in the points. I, I think they're going to come back from a really bad performance last week versus Arizona. And I say bad performance in the sense that their offense was not what I thought it would be against a Arizona defense. It's not been great. The Chargers are another team that you can run and move the ball. Uh, I mean, the fact that the Broncos scored 16 points should show you all you need to know about how bad the Chargers defense is. So I'm going to take the Seahawks, go ahead and buy it up to seven. Uh but I'll take the Seahawks in points. Yeah, Seahawks is another team. Defense is just awful, 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 awful. Oh, no, they're bad. Yep. <laughs> um, it's going to be a shootout, I think. I haven't, we haven't talked over-unders on this game, but I would consider an over in this game. Um, one thing to consider as well is that the uh, Los Angeles Chargers have no home field, really. <laughs> so They're saying, like, uh, they said on the Simmons podcast, they would not be surprised if it's 40, 50% Seahawks fans. So. Yeah, it's not it's not a real home field advantage, which is weird. But um, let me get, I laid, my, I laid my points with Seattle. I got Seattle in my super contest. So I got him at six sweet. and a half. So I'm going to stay there. Okay. Uh, the Chiefs. Lost to Buffalo 24-20. They're going to San Francisco. Was, again, dominated by my Atlanta Falcons. I mean, just took them to the woodshed, right, Alan? Uh, <laughs> Kansas City is giving three points. You're you're the guy I needed to know here because I actually think there's a good chance the Niners find a way to win this game. Historically, that's what they've done in years past. Is like they don't typically go through too many stretches where they, you know, kind of fall apart i understand the defense is a mess because of injuries but the chiefs have been run on a little bit this year i just i I do like getting points with the niners but i wanted to hear what you thought um i don't like jimmy g and (laughs) like i said i made the post and i'll say it again yeah, you do. If you want to see what he looks like without yeah. that defense, this so is it, and, that, yeah. and that's not going to win so against. A, that's not going to win against a lot of teams. Like I'll be completely blunt with you. No, no disrespect to the Falcons, but if you can't beat the fucking Falcons, like I'm not. I don't care, especially with the uh, angry Chiefs team. Like they just lost the close game and no Cordell Patterson. Right? Yeah. That was us without yeah. Patterson. Like, bro, it I, this. This might be a blowout. It might be bad, especially if you right. turn. You're swapping my pick, then. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm not. I I have the Chiefs in my Super Contest, and I'm a Niners fan. That that should tell you. Well, that's why I want to talk to you. I knew you would tell me straight up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sunday night. Whew. God, there's some of these bad games. 
Steelers, uh, again, beat the Bucks 2018 last week. They're going to Miami, who lost the Vikings 24-16. What was up with that, man? Why did Teddy end up playing after, like, the first series? Did the other guy get uh-huh. hurt? Yeah, Thompson got hurt. Okay, because I was just like, man, this is a mess. The stuff that's come out on Tua this week is just really uh, tough to read. I mean, he's yeah. literally probably one more big concussion from they probably shouldn't let him play football again. Uh, it's just scary stuff. But anyway, Miami is giving seven points. God, these spreads, they're getting good. Uh, I'm going to – I'll give the points. I, I I just – I can't believe the Steelers. It was like there was their Super Bowl last week. Uh, we don't even know for sure if Pickett's going to play. And that Dolphins defense is legit, whether it be against Pickett or Trubisky. I think Miami gets right. Give me the points. I'll probably buy, I'd buy it down to six and a half. I'm learning from you, but I'll take the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I, I I want the Dolphins. I'm gonna lay with the Dolphins. I don't. I mean, the Steelers just beat the Buccaneers. <laughs> Trubisky's back. This Dolphins defense is still solid to me. Uh, they if they had had a competent quarterback. Um, for the entire game, they probably would have beat the. Uh, oh, they should have beat the Vikings. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I can. Um, my issue is once again. And this is, and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I have two favorites in my um, in my list this week, rather than the the one favorite, because I was doing four dogs and one favorite this week. Felt like we would get some some pullback, so I have two favorites. One of the favorites at first was the Dolphins. Like I liked that seven at first, and then I thought about it, and I was like, Tua just got cleared. He's gonna play. I'm not a concussion specialist, but I watched boxing all my life, watched soccer for for over a decade, football obviously all my life, sports where you typically see people get concussed. And what to it had happened to him, the fact that he doesn't remember the hit, the the shit that he's saying and and things like that, does not make me confident in the idea that he's going to finish the game. I don't want to bet the Dolphins as long as he's a starting quarterback because I don't know when the next concussion is coming. But I will tell you that it's going to come, and it's going to come within the next month, unfortunately, if he takes a hit. And it's not even if he takes a hit. If, he, if his head hits the ground right. the wrong way. Uh, because in the history of concussions, I don't think anybody's ever been concussed three times in less than a month, and, it, and it's been a good thing. Because we just saw what happened uh, two times in, in less than a week. I don't think it's enough time. And I know some people are like, oh, that's bullshit, or you're not a doctor, blah, blah, blah. I'm putting money There's on plenty of doctors out there saying it's really bad I'm for put, you too. I'm putting money money on these games and I don't want to put I don't want to put any behind a, a shaky quarterback health wise. It's, it's a no play for me, but like me personally, but if I'm gonna play it, I'm laying the um seven. I like it. Uh before we do the last game, Monday night, real quickly. The under is hit like 67% of the time in NFL games through week six. Would you look towards trying to keep on that pattern until it goes the other way? Or is this a week that you're looking at some overs in games because they're probably creeping the number down because they're getting hammered? No, they're making adjustments, but it's some it's some really shitty coaching out here. Like, it's bad. Bad coaching, bad game management. Don't you think a lot of it, though, is, too, that the defenses don't seem to be allowing the big plays? It's a lot of cover two shells and stuff. Where yeah, it's a lot of cover two shells, but it's a lot of people that's literally not calling plays to beat the cover two shell or taking what people are getting. 
i.e. the Bengals every fucking week. <laughs> and, and so Joe Burrow's whining about it. Yeah, and the Bengals eventually they eventually overcome it and they win games. Uh, but it's such it's such a struggle uh, points wise. Like that game against the Ravens, I think they didn't score much in the first half, and and they did just enough to cover the spread. But that game went under. Uh, and God knows Broncos games are going under left and right. The Chargers are having issues with their execution as well. They're, those games are going under. Um, it, so it's to me, it's a little concerning as a if, as a gambler. And I would just follow the trend until it it, it bites me in the butt. I'm not going to bet an under on the Lions or Seahawks game. No, no, no. I get that. But I'm saying 65% is a big number, though. Yeah, because because teams like the the, um, Patriots are running clock-managing style offenses. Unfortunately, the Steelers are doing it, too, even though they're not trying to. They're just that, like, Canada is just that bad, or whatever his last name is. He's just awful. The Colts uh, are a team that plays that slow style now as well. They run the ball. they, They get in. Third and first, they take their time. Uh, the Giants are in some games that Falcons obviously just, like to yeah. run the clock. Yeah, so you, I mean, a lot of the team right now, a lot of the league, I'm sorry, right now are playing stylistically, whether it's by choice or just the way the games have been flowing. They've been playing slower and not getting the the Giants. Yeah, so I would continue to follow that trend all the way until it drops below 60% and then consider readjusting. And as always, last week, prime example, there's places you can find what percentage the money's on. 85% of the money was on the over for the Seattle-Arizona game. That should have been an automatic, automatic message to the rest of us that, hey, let's go the other way because usually if it's 75% or more, we're wrong. Uh, That is the general (laughs) population. So uh, do pay attention to that stuff. Monday night, the Bears coming off their – God, we get the Bears back-to-back primetime games. Bears lost to Washington 12-7. They're at the Pats, uh, who defeated the Browns 38-15. New England minus 7.5. This is a game I would look at New England like minus 14 or more odds, something like that, because Justin Fields has done a really good job uh, for the trash that is the Bears' offense. He doesn't turn over a lot, which is great, but Bill Belichick – against a second-year quarterback who can't really throw the ball because they got such a bad offensive line, no real talented receivers. The Patriots are rolling right now. I think they absolutely boat the Bears this week. And, again, win, you know, maybe do like a 14- to 20-point win total deal or something. I I got in on this at 7. I was hoping it would go under to 6.5 and, and then bump back up. But, nope, it's at 8. <laughs> All I know is Bailey Zappi is my new Brady. Uh, you heard it here first. I've you been, did say I'll give you that. You did yeah, I've been that. a day one Zappi guy. Uh, I you said you had inside information from Western Kentucky. If I'm yeah, not, I, I, still, I still had uh, <laughs> I still have uh, a screenshot of me saying somebody better draft my boy Zappi. <laughs> when everybody was like, who? <laughs> Obviously, uh, Jeff, my friend Jeff Rushing knows. He's a degenerate. But, uh, like in that on that particular draft thread, there were so many people like, who the fuck is Zappy? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. You'll find out. Yeah, I was out. like, yeah, exactly. I was like, just like my boy Mike White. Y'all gonna find <laughs> out. Y'all gonna find out the hard way. But I I like Zappy, and I think he's better for the offense right now. And I feel like uh, the Patriots secretly like what he's doing too because they just and look- you know Belichick. If Jones yeah. comes back, starts turning over, he yeah. won't give it back to him. He'll go right back to Zappy. I mean, if 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 he's fitting said system, whatever they're doing, um, a little bit better. They benched Bledsoe after you with what? I mean, it really is incredible. Now looking back, people are like, well, Brady took over. 
he got that gig with Bledsoe having just sound like a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. So um, I like I obviously like the Patriots here. I mean, even if Mac Jones was playing, I would still like the Patriots to cover the seven. Bears are just not good, man. They're just not good enough. No, they're not. The only way they're going to move the ball really is to run. And and if there's anything, if there's one thing that Belichick could definitely game plan, he's going to take away your yeah. yeah. He's going to make him pass, and and that's not going to work. Completely in agreement. All right, so that is the slate of Week Seven NFL games. Anything we need to plug before we get out of here? Um, my super contest: Jets plus three, Lions plus seven, subject to change. Uh, Seahawks plus six and a half. Patriots uh, laying seven, Chiefs laying three. Um, the only ones I would kind of flag is uh, is that Lions game. Like I said, I just kind of have to go back and really take a deeper look at that. Um, but I, I didn't write the data down, but I had read that um, teams coming off the bye typically have some good success if their first game is away. Uh, so we will see. Also, again, so you not, said the Seahawks were in yours this week? You said Jets, yeah, Seahawks Pats, on Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so not totally sold on on Dak coming in and lighting the world up just because before he left he wasn't lighting the world up. Right. So uh, the main issue with that cover would be whether or not the Lions cannot turn the ball over. I'm with you. All right, well, for week seven of the backdoor cover, this has been Keith Fleming and Alan, the gambling guru, actively <laughs> lazy. Uh, be sure to follow the IB Sports Podcast Network, social media, and we will see you soon. All right. Take care, man. Later, bro. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk.